All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Otaku Life. This is your gracious host, Kage. I have a very special person that I got to come on the show. Now, people in the otaku streets, like, he's my Irish twin. And there's words like people think we're the same person. It even got to the point where this geeky young lady said he was Superman. I was Bizarro. Fudge my life, right? You know, he's a Kappa man. He's my frat brother, Prince Hall Mason. He's also a veteran, a captain in the Air Force, a real warrior. We have Alan. Yo, up, yo. Man? Good. What's good? You know, my nigga Kage over here doing big things with the podcast world, you know. No Motaku streets, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying my best to be. I'm trying to be great like you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it ain't easy being greasy, brother, you know. Yeah, this young man put that. me on the cosplay, made me want to cosplay for real. For real. <laughs> I referred you know to him saying? in the first show. <laughs> and I'm glad <laughs> I got him on. So, hey, you uh, know. Alan, uh, what's your um, favorite anime? Uh, no, no, how did you get into anime? Sorry. How did I get into anime? Okay, so um, I really want to give credit to Street Fighter 2, the game, because... Uh, Playing Street Fighter 2, the game really, like, opened my eyes up to, like, anime-style characters. And, like, when they were using martial arts in it, they had me hyped. Shortly, probably about the same time, I was maybe about five, about five years old, probably. So, around the same time period, you know, I peeped game on Dragon Ball. And um, that was probably, like, my first show. But I saw the movie Ninja Scroll because my cousins had, you know, they are, they had been into anime. So when I showed an interest in Dragon Ball, the cartoon, they had showed me Ninja Scroll, the movie. And after that, that changed, Ninja Scroll changed everything. Okay, that's what's up. So do you have a favorite martial arts style anime? Because I know your hands is official. Like, we've had to throw down at the anime club. <laughs> I want to say, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to say as far as martial arts animes go, if we're not, if we're not counting like um, if we're not counting the samurai arts, you know what I'm saying, like Kendoshin or anything like that. No, not samurai. Just just uh, these hands. You so know we're I mean? talking about straight up hands. Yeah. It, I want to say, I want to say Baki, but you know what I'm saying. Right now, you know, got a high school. That's uh, that's really pushing Baki out the way. Cause nah, man, nah. <laughs> you know what's pushing Baki out the way? What's the joint with the dude with the dark dark uh hair? And it's on Netflix, and it's like a like he has MMA. It's like an MMA. It's like the the anime is kind of like like three D a little bit. Do you remember? Is that Iki? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't remember. What I it's can't called. remember the name either. That's joints tight because it's like they go into the mechanics of like real martial arts. It's like so tight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of a manga that I used to read called Holy Land. Check that out. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. Yeah, man, it's a lot of fighting ones that are real good. If you go into the manga territory, Veritas is definitely, you hey. know, that's actually qualified as a manhwa because I guess it's, you know, it's a Korean yeah. manga, but definitely Veritas is what about, number what about one. Another manhwa, um, uh, The Breaker. The Breaker is definitely right there. Yeah, it's like right there because Veritas, I'll say Veritas only beats out Breaker. I would say they're at the same level, but Veritas got stopped because the writer got into it with the artist. Like it's not like Japan where the writer and the artist are usually the same person. Over in Korea, the writers and the artists are sometimes different people. So that's why Veritas stopped. 
and the story was just like so it didn't have a it didn't have a chance for the story to fall off so like breaker i feel like breaker was just amazing but the whole thing wasn't always like top tier but for the most part it's top tier okay now you're also a martial artist what's your like how many styles do you know so if we want to go to individual styles then I probably know about seven in total. What are they? Um, I dabble with Krav Maga because every everything, mostly outside of boxing and judo wrestling, was after I joined the military. But my mother threw me in box, me and my cousin and my brother. She threw us all in boxing when I was nine. And then um, let me think. I boxed through high school. Um, I j- also joined judo for about three years. Uh, That's my for favorite like, sport, the official yeah, sport Yeah, yeah, for throwing and grabbing. Yes. A lot of people are asleep on the throwing abilities of no, uh, that, they train that in the British Asians, you know what I'm saying? Judo, like mm, that, that's yeah. like a staple in the military. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people sleep because you know, like judo is an officially Olympic sport, right? You know, it's always been so. It's like you got to give some props to if it's in the Olympics, you got to get those props. And Ronda Rousey, a lot of people want to talk about her stuff. The reason why she was whooping everybody's ass is really because all those women were sleep on judo, right. Like, if you notice, majority of her wins came from a slam. Yeah. She slammed a woman down and then submitted her. But her hands, That's played up judo. Yeah, but her hands kind of game was kind of. Her hands uh, game was kind of up a little bit. I was they like, oh, poor Rousey. Because she knocked out that wrestler with the, with uh, boxing her up. So they thought she could box an actual boxer. And then when she fought two boxers, both of them ended up KOing her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta have that mixture, man. Right, like, you gotta have it, us. <laughs> like, like me, I, I grew up uh, wrestling. My first uh, style was wrestling. I wrestled throughout high school, mm-hmm. and then like, um, like I started judo because it was similar to wrestling. And I had a, a college professor who was an omega. He was like, "You, hey man, like, you know, through all that other stuff, like boxing and all that, you need to stick to judo." And I was like, "Why do I need to stick to judo?" And I got into a fight, and instead of, like, I had the upper hand, and I could have got real violent with it, but I was like, nah, let me just chill, because that's what judo's about, restraint. You know what I'm saying? Anybody Mm -hmm. can fuck up somebody, but it takes a real person to restrain themselves and not, you know, hurt, seriously hurt somebody. You know what I mean? The gentle way. Like, no, no, that's real talk. Like, uh, you know how many fights that I've chilled out? Back in high school, I was pretty vicious, but I wasn't trying to, like, fuck people up. Because yeah. I was on a basketball team, I didn't want to get suspended or nothing, you know what I'm saying? And my um, my cousin, man, he used to bang so many niggas in the hood from boxing them. But whenever I got into it, I used to utilize uh, collar chokes a lot. Okay. Because, you know, those. I'm from Chicago, so it's cold. You know, everybody yeah, got everybody jackets. jackets. So yep. I don't understand. If you don't take judo or any type of jujitsu, yep. you don't understand how lethal a collar choke will be. Yeah. So they got these jackets on trying to start with me. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's still taking my hands on There's them. two grips. It's all it takes. Twist and pull. Yeah, that's all yep. it takes. You know what I'm saying? And this is like a five-second thing. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Before they're on the ground choking out. So I, I did it about three times. Yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, judo and, and boxing – uh, before I joined the military. Once I joined the military, that's when combat submission wrestling, um, I jumped on a little bit of Krav Maga. I definitely upped Muay Thai. That, I didn't start Muay Thai until I joined the mil- military. Now, but oh, I ran yeah. Muay Thai and uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Signs of the Jiu-Jitsu. eight limbs, baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. I love that. Yeah, because nah, yeah, uh, uh, I went up against the grappler, man. He got. I want to say I was about 19, mm-hmm. and uh, I went up against a grappler just sparring, man, and he... He beat me about six times, and 
He was my jaw was only about 170 at the time, but he was probably about 150. And man, he he triangled me a couple of times. <laughs> he is everything. Every time he took me to it, it was under 60 seconds. Yeah, I, I like um, I really like uh, Muay Thai because it's like eight points of contact. Like I had like you know like I, I used to work at a uh, a luxury hotel with like you know a boxing teams would come in like they would have fights there you know what I'm saying and yeah. one of these dudes in the, in the boxers honorage would not leave me alone you know what I'm saying kept messing with me so I just put my hands up it was like you might be a boxer but you only have two points of contacts I have eight that negro left me the fuck alone after that you know what I'm saying I'm, I mean it's real talk yeah, that's real talk I mean you got your bike you know what I'm saying exactly exactly it's a, a lot of fighting and Bruce Lee really went to town on this he said a lot of people who fight they use it as a natural instinct he said but he said if you don't make use of your intellect you show your um limits he said you got it in martial arts you got to make use of your intellect and have so it's a mental battle for the person you're facing if the person thinks he's gonna lose to you he's probably most likely gonna lose to you right. or he's gonna be scared and not even want to fight you it's a so whole we, mental you know battle. about that you know that time i had to jeep check that hater <laughs> no no I, no no see that's the, the unique thing about us because we've seen each other in situations <laughs> where somebody wanted that smoke and we said do you really want this smoke in a much move. more aggressive way of course and them niggas backed off that happened yeah. twice yeah. you know what i'm saying for each of, it's kind of funny because it happened with each of them you. you know what i'm saying and i remember when it happened with me you was like I remember when you called me down i was nah, like i was sizing that shit up i was like you want to die <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's funny, man. Like, yeah, what the fuck you want to do? Mm -hmm. Playing no games. And, and the thing about it is, we, we that start in the, uh, that like event instigated because of a dominant society, Congo, or messing with uh, one of the melanated sisters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That goes all the time with cons, man. That's exactly. You know, and that's, and I feel like, um, I feel like we need more of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got we got to take up for our sisters, man. Right. Like who else going like, to? Yeah, yeah. Who else going to if not us? So it's like we got to, man. So that's you know that's second nature, man. Now, uh, you know? do you know about the? Now I I whispered in the streets about 52 blocks. You're the only one that seems to know about it. Now, 52 blocks is a mysterious art fighting style that not a lot of people know about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They say it's either uh, brought up in New York or Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And you're from Chicago and you knew about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you so know what I'm saying? Like, cause... Now, now, for our listeners, if you want to see 52 blocks in video, Google the Zab Judah fight versus Mayweather. The way he moves his hands, they had Mayweather confused and he came back on him. That's 52 blocks. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go too much into it because it's a brutal-ass fighting style. You know what I'm saying? For real bloody yeah. history. If you want, just Google that ish. You know what I'm saying? Or, now, or look up Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, that's another name. Jailhouse Rock is another, yeah, it's another, another name, name for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So check Rappers that out. rap about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do. They sure do. You know Blue what I'm saying? Like my Uncle lie. Mark. They New York. Yeah, right? my... You know, you got that family member when you're a kid, you go to visit them and, you know, you talk to them and he looked like he, he had a, a way school or some type of like training place. He's like, oh, man, my uncle really got it going on. But then, like, when you get older, you realize that nigga was in prison. People are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was visiting my uncle in prison. But my uncle Mark, he's the one who first put me on uh, 52 blocks. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because my uncle Mark was in and out of prison. 
So when we first got into boxing, I told you we got into boxing at nine. Mm-hmm. So when my uncle Mark got out for like this after like his second bid, you know that's when he pretty much put us on, you know. So yeah, yeah you gonna have to show me some moves, baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like one nah, thing Mike you know Tyson, about me, Mike, I'm always Tyson, down the train. Yeah, Mike. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I remember that. Were well, you telling me the story? I said I'm always down the train. Oh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like anytime, yeah. Like at cons, I'm really sad that a lot of cons don't have weight rooms and stuff. Yeah. But like, if you go to like Colossal Con, they got a weight room in the Kalahari. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A couple of cosplayers and I, um, Michael uh, Greatness Johnson. Um, uh, dang, I, I can't remember the other cosplayer's name. Uh, T. Ferg, he's another one. We all were at Colossal Con together, and we were all in the weight room at the same time. And man, when you talk about it, was like the body improvement club up in that bitch because we were pushing those limits. Right. You know, you. so that's I wish more cons had like weight rooms and stuff. Yeah, I've been hitting the weights good, slimming down because I'm trying to get into a cosplay I really want to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I mean, I'm peep gay, man. You've been slimming down for a minute, man. So, uh, because yeah. your streets of rage, you was looking real slim in that cosplay. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was my in the Kaza cosplay. Um, yeah, yeah, so you're like a big time cosplayer yourself. I, I ran security for you one time. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'll try to get this cosplay thing going. You know what I mean? Venture Bros. Uh, we're up to eighteen thousand followers now. So, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, hey, man, trying to make these cosplay moves. Twenty twenty. Uh, got featured in three magazines: Cosplay Realm, Cosplay Zine, and also a uh, Cosplayers Alliance. So, uh, had a couple of features. I've been on a few virtual panels. Afro Punk coming up. I'm in that uh, for diversity of cosplay. Uh, the PLC cosplayers, um, PLC Creatives Con that just had a virtual event. I was in that, and HBCU Con got a, a virtual event coming in uh, November. I'm up in that too. So like we've been making moves on the cosplay side. Yeah, that's what's up. You actually got me excited to be a cosplayer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you was like, bro, stuff is like another world, and you was right, man. But I never I'm got telling- to cosplay with you though. I'll tell you, man, because you'll be there with us. You'll say you can, a couple others will be there. I'll be a cosplay. Y'all just chilling. Kev will be a cosplay. So it's like, man, y'all got to, hey, man, come experience this with us, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Come experience it. So it's a good time, man. Cosplay can be, cosplay has two sides. It can either be very, uh, very fucked up side, but it can also be a very great side if you just, you know what I'm saying, you're with like minds and like cool people and you just vibe. I really want you to cosplay a Dragon Con. That's the one, yeah, Dragon yeah. Con and Katsu. You know, so I know you had the Blur Con experience. But I want you to fuck with uh, Dragon Con and Katsu. Yeah, you know I was. I, mean? I was actually in cosplay at Katsu, but you wasn't with me, man. Oh yeah, you that's right. Twenty. Yeah, that's right, right, right. With me and all that. It was tight. That's right. Yes, yeah, sir. See, yeah, I got to We gotta do a group, man. Because yeah. hey, I'm always down to do Terry. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying Terry. Hey, Terry. That's what. That was one of my first people say anime uh, so dude. I could do Terry too because I'm trying to do. I, I don't know. I don't want to reveal my cosplay because I think somebody might cosplay steal it. You know what I, I'm I, you know what I'm saying? We won't, we won't reveal your cosplay. I feel you because you know a lot of people like my new. Uh, I got a project coming up in about a month that I've been working on, and I ain't been telling nobody because yeah. I know how quickly you know somebody will snatch your idea. You yeah. know, and do you it better. I mean? like, the they, and do it. You know, said they could possibly do it better. 
they could possibly do the exact thing you were thinking of that made that's, it unique. That's like picking a fighting game and picking the same person. Like, what the fuck type shit is you? Right, like, right, right. You don't like that shit. Dude. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, like, you like my style. But it's like, it's cosplay, so it's like, you can't say too much against it. But at the same time, it's like, man, you know you've been my style, bro. Right. Come on, Biters, man. You know shark, what I'm saying? Shark ninjas, that's what they call Yeah, them. I ain't gonna put nobody on the map, but all I'm saying is, I did an Afro Goku Couple months later, somebody goes viral for doing an afro something. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, so but I ain't wait, gonna put no names out there. The voice of Krilla stamp me. That's how that person who bit my style and went uh... viral saw it. They saw it because the voice it was the voice actor for Krillin, Bardock, and Goku. All three of them shared my stuff. So when that happened, that put it in the limelight to the dude who blew up and went viral off of Afro Blank. Because we ain't going to name no haters, but he went viral off of it. You know what I'm saying? But I chug it up now. Okay, that's the game. You know what I'm saying? That's the cosplay game. Hey, the thing about it is, like, off this anime, if you don't know, there's a rapper out here who has some very explicit explicit lyrics about anime. I will say it because this awesome Megan Thee Stallion. God damn it. Megan Thee Stallion, yeah. I'm going to make him eat me out while watching anime. Coochie like a wild fox looking for a Sasuke. Nero, you know awesome shit. <laughs> like, looking what? for a Sasuke. I was like, wow, she was going into she it. Going in. And she had JoJo's nails too. That's an awesome. But anime. but she she she's funny to me because um she's an Inuyasha stand. I'm waiting for her to bust out some Inuyasha cosplay because I'm a big Inuyasha head. So I've been waiting for her to come out with it, but she ain't busted out no Yasha yet, you know? Oh, yeah. She shouting out Sasuke Have you checked out stuff? the new, uh, the new episode, what's the new episodes they got, the new Inuyasha? I haven't it yet because haven't it, it just looks it. weak. Yeah, like, all weird. the new characters are, are girls. No, and I'm not throwing no shade to girl yeah, characters, yeah, but, like, that we can't have one dude. Like, and, you know, it's like, they, you know, every it's about the the kids. It's like when you sometimes and Baruto falls under this category too. Sometimes when you fall in love with characters, it doesn't mean you're gonna fall in love with their kids. You know what I'm it saying? Is. You've I fell in love with Naruto. I fell in love with Inuyasha more so Shishomaru. I'm not really interested in the kids too much. I want to know what happened with Shishomaru, but they haven't talked about that, and I'm sure they're gonna address it later. But it's like I don't want to. I, I want to know about it now. The same with Baruto. It's like I like Naruto. I like Sasuke. I do not like they kids. They kids. Baruto gets on my nerves. If I had a Death Note, his name would go in it. You know what I'm saying? But so this, it's like the thing, I'm though, not feeling Baruto. Yeah, but what you're saying? But I feel what you're saying. But do you think that Baruto, if Naruto didn't raise him, if he didn't have a, if if Naruto had a father, do you think he would have ended up like Baruto? If Naruto knew how to be a father, I think he would. Baruto would not have been the same way he is. But no, but no, of, that, you didn't because, answer my question. That's not the question I asked. I was saying, if Naruto had a, like a family, do you think he would have had the same personality as Baruto? That's what I was asking. Oh, if Naruto would have been like that, yeah. Uh, nah. I think Naruto. A lot of his stuff stemmed in his pain from not having anybody. So that mark that that shaped his behavior. Like the whole obsession with becoming Hokage wasn't because it's just like he woke up one morning and was like, I want to be Hokage. It's because everybody in the village knows who the Hokage is. Everybody in the village loves the Hokage. And Naruto 
not having anybody, nobody cares about him, nobody wants to talk to him. He wants to be the man in his village. So that's where that came from. Yeah, but Rudo you... lashes out more so for attention. It's more so so he can get the attention of Naruto. So that's a little different from trying to get the attention from the village versus trying to get attention from your actual father. Uh-huh. Like that's that's where I see the difference okay. in their behavior. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know. Okay. Yeah, because like Baruto, you know, the difference with him, and maybe after like a huge time skip, I'll come to like him. But him as a kid, he acts like a spoiled rich kid with daddy issues. Okay. It's it's that's almost classic. Okay. Naruto really didn't act like a spoiled rich kid. He acted like an orphan, like how an orphan would act. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at remember that movie with Bow Wow, um, like Mike? Yeah. He was just like the kid that Bow Wow was. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where the kid was trying to like get everybody's attention. I'm going to the NBA, I'm Calvin so and so, da da da. He's an orphan. This is how kids like that, without parents, without family, that's how they act. You know, so I definitely don't think Naruto would have been the same type of kid as Bruto had he had had that family. You know. Mm. I see. That makes sense. So now, as you are a congoer, you got me hip to the different cons and what they're known for. Can you expound a little bit more about what the different cons around the country are known for? Okay, so... Mike, first we're going to talk about top-tier cons. Top-tier cons are your New York Comic Con, your San Diego Comic Con, your C2E2, your Dragon Con. These are like the top four in the United States. But the unique thing about these four cons are they are Comic-Con conventions. They are not the same as an anime convention. What do I mean by that? You've got anime conventions that are the biggest, like A-Scene, Anime Expo, Anime North, you know what I'm saying, A-Con. These are the humongous anime conventions, but they focus on anime. Whereas if you go to C2E2 and you do My Hero Academia, you might not get that much love because that's a Comic-Con convention. They want to see Marvel. These are, you know, like actors from, you know, Marvel movies and sci-fi television shows like, you know, Star Wars, you got Lord of Rings, fantasy. That's what you get at Comic-Cons. But at Anime-Cons, that's solely anime. So if you do a My Hero character, like in cosplay, or you want to see like some voice actors, or you want some like general otakus, you go to these Anime-Cons because they're going to have it. They're going to be giving out free ramen. They're going to have like a maid cafe. You know, things like that. That's unique anime stuff. They're not now, don't get me wrong, Comic-Cons have differences too, which are like very, you know, great differences as well. But, like I said, there is a clear difference. And, you know, you definitely want to know that when you're picking a con. And you want to know about the smaller cons too, like in your local area. Because, oh, go ahead. That's that's the small con in my local area, but go ahead. Yeah, and that's crazy because I always thought CastleCon was big until people started telling me about, like, Otakon and MAGFest. I didn't realize CastleCon was small. It started out really small, but it got a little bigger, but because, like, Mm -hmm. like I was telling my other guests, it's like, CastleCon is interesting because it's bounced around from different hotels, different hotels in the DMV area, and now it's Mm -hmm. daily at um, CastleCon. Hey, you know, yeah, you know, no, you know, and um, but I also want to talk about racism with you. Um, is that oh, okay, yeah, or yeah. is that too? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's definitely okay um, with me. I just, yeah. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna let you go in, but I'm just say my experience. Now, mm-hmm. um, 
I'm gonna just say this: the um, dominant society nerds are more racist than the KKK. Now check this out: Tessacon is a uh, uh, a con that's been going on my area for years, Virginia D.C. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, it has moved to National Harbor, uh, National Harbor, the Gaylord, the Gaylord, and, P- and that's in PG County. PG County is the richest county for black people. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of Congors and Katsakan are black. And in the Otaku streets, from just moving, shaking and moving, the dominant society has labeled Katsakan nigger con. I know cat. Wow, I did the, not know that. That's what, yeah, that's what some people refer to as. You know what I'm saying? Of course, wow. they're not going to tell you or say yeah, it yeah, around. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, how, how's your experience? Um, uh, like, so, uh, okay. So with Katsukon, Katsukon has always been in my top three cons. So I always had a good time. But part of that was because it's two things, mainly. It's so cosplay heavy. So you got. Uh, Alan, couldn't hear you. Yo, yeah, you uh, doing any better now? Yeah, I can hear you now. You cut out. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. It might have been the headphones, but uh, okay. So, uh, two reasons why I love Katsukan so much because it's in my top three. One because it's so cosplay heavy, and two because it's so many black cosplayers there and black nerds there. Period. So I never thought about how Caucasians looked at Katsu until you just said it. Because now it makes totally sense why they think that because there's so many black cosplayers there, right? You know, and um, but yeah, seventy five percent of the people at Katsu are in cosplay, so it does. Like I'll tell you, that whole other world feel to it, we get that. And but like to your point, where it's so many black people, I guess now that I think back out of it, like when we went to the game room, and you know, it was just all types of black nerds in there, so I could see why. People start thinking it was black heavy, but I would be surprised if there was more black people than white people at Katsu. I would be surprised, but I also don't go to all the panels. I'm mostly there for the cosplay. So, you know. But, uh, yeah, Katsu, I don't know. I've always had a good time. I ain't run into racism at Katsu. Most people don't act racist towards me because clearly, you know, like yeah. a pretty big dude. Yeah, so, no, but nah, no, because I was telling my guests the other day, like I was in my little ambu joint and it wasn't totally accurate, but this dude just started yelling out of nowhere. Or, like I said, ordinarily, I would have checked that shit real quick. But I was like, let's well, just nerd out and just walk away because, you know, these otaku dudes be on, on one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they be on one. Right. I mean, it's, it, if you think about it, right? So, most nerds are socially awkward from what I've learned. And it's not talking about just the black ones. I'm talking about in general. Right. Yeah. So, they're socially awkward. And I've seen people at cons constantly. When I walk by, they'll like yell something, whatever character I'm cosplaying. There's times where people have actually touched me or touched my prop and broke it. I remember like, that. Score. Day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, shit. like I... don't touch my shit, motherfucker. Like, yeah. So it's it's they they're really they're a different breed at cons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They are. You could tell. Like, you could tell they're not used to being around crowds of people because mm-hmm. they haven't seen the consequence. Like, right. if you did that out in the street or at a concert, mm-hmm. 
the average person would knock your ass out or something. Right. It's a fight. At a con, you know a lot of people at cons aren't trying to fight. Nah. So it's like, I've tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, right. okay, you're just socially awkward. You know, but if it was at like a different event outside of a con, I probably would have laid them down. Right, right. You know, so that's the thing about it, you know, but yeah, man, racism, I've, I've experienced racism a lot more online. Mm. Online, like with a cosplay, I've been called gorilla. I've been called nigger like hundreds of times. This is from Latin Americans. This is from, um, well, we saw this from Hispanics. This is from Asians. This is from white people. Like, they haven't pulled any punches, man. When I did Escanor, that's probably the most I was called nigger when I did Escanor. That was a sweet costume. You know? And that was a dope one. Escanor was one of my first, that was probably my second viral cosplay. My first one was Killer B, but Escanor was my second viral cosplay. Yeah. Who but was... like I told you. Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask, like, because um, you had a live event live event on Instagram about cosplay and mm-hmm. like you was you had this other guy with you who made some really sick designs. What was his name? His name was um that's Tree Rex. Like T R I Rex. Okay. So he's a great he out he out here in the city with me out in Chicago. He a part of Chicago POC and this man came on the scene around the same time that I did, but he only does like two cons a year. It's him and, and his wife. So him and his wife, you know, they pretty dope people, man. Um, and he's a great builder. He actually, there's a one of the biggest cosplay contests in the country are called The Crown. It's one in New York Comic Con, it's one at Dragon Con, and it's one at C2E2 here in Chicago. He made it into The Crown competition, and it's really rare that a black person can get in there, let alone a black male, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he got in there his first go-round, and... You know what I'm saying? Uh, his first two times in the crown, he built the giant ass swamp thing cosplay, and he built the giant um, what was it? A giant swamp thing and a giant Batman, and his Batman was like fully armored up and shit. Okay, and uh, oh, yeah. now also, um, dang, I had another question about cosplay, but um, what's going on with the COVID situation for you? Oh man, if you want to ask cosplay questions, go ahead. But COVID, uh, COVID hasn't slowed down my production. A lot of cosplayers have slowed down because of COVID, and you know everybody got their reasons. Some people not working. Some people just mentally, you know, out of there. Some people don't feel like it's a need to right now. But me, socially, I, distance, I kept man. with the grind. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash like, your hands, some, man. <laughs> like some Silver, people, turn yeah. The page. Wash your hands. Turn the page. Uh, Wash your hands, like for real. Yeah, be. like like a lot of people, man. Also, Alan, I think about this for a second. Now, did you know that vaccines take years and years to perfect before it's released to the public? Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Now, the mm-hmm. thing about it is with this COVID pop-up, they want COVID vaccines. They want people to take it after only a couple of months of testing. That's, that That's don't ridiculous. sound right to me. You know? That's fucking ridiculous. Right. Because, because... You don't know what side effect they'll have right. after a year. But the thing you know they're saying is some bad side effects. It just just takes your aspirin, you'll be fine. No, I mean it's just like it's just like with anthrax. You know what I'm saying? Those anthrax six series vaccinations, they made people take that in the military. There were girls who could not get pregnant, Damn. and it made them sterile after fucking with that anthrax vaccination. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know about it because they just created that within that year. They created that vaccination, so they didn't know the long term effects. You know, that's why you don't do shit like that. 
That's just scary. Well, I'm a. That, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about COVID anymore because I that's that's like super horrible. Damn. But yes, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Did you want? Uh, <laughs> did you? Um, I might. I have a question for you. Um, Alan, before I ask this, is there anything you wanted to get off your chest to talk about, or did you? Can you uh, tell us where to find you again? Oh, so what you want to do if you want to find me? Just uh, you go to Instagram. Venture underscore underscore bros. Make sure there's two underscores. If you're on Facebook, that's the big page. That's the 18,000. Facebook, it's uh, Venture Bros Cosplay. Now, oh. you know come check us out. We got memes. We got cosplay. We got black artwork. And we share cosplays all the time, especially black women. Like, I try to promote black women the most. But, yeah. Now, the thing is, I want to ask you, and I asked you this before, you had a real interesting take on this. I'm just mm-hmm. ask you the million dollar question: Did Griffith do nothing wrong? Now, the assumption of Costco—that's like horrible fuck shit. That no, but the other shit you were saying—that's cool. Like, okay, that. so I'll I'll show the ideology on it, and it'll even include the the Acosta stuff. Okay. With Griffith, you have to understand the life he lived as kind of like a low class soldier that rose through the ranks. So already he's got to put up with everybody's shit because he's rising through the ranks. That's already, he's looked at as low class by knights. He's looked at as low class by kings, all that. He's nothing but a tool to them. Then you got to look at the fact that Griffin is a real pretty guy. The fact that he's a real pretty guy means a lot of manly men will not take him seriously. A lot of warriors will look at him like a punk. Like I've been to war. You want to go to war, with the nigga that's reliable. But if you haven't been to war with him yet, you won't look at the nigga who's beastie because he's probably the reliable one. Ju- that's a bu- judging a book by his cover, true, but you don't have anything else to go on. So Griffin all Griffith already, by that alone, is always looked at as lesser. Then let's fast forward it to when he has his own mercenary company. He is still looked at like a cook. He's looked at like a farmer. This is how the high class, knights, noblemen, kings, queens, this is how they look at him. He's the help still. Even though he's fought countless awards for them and done everything they said, all that. Going through battle, emotionally getting torn, having men die for him, all that is weighing on his shoulders, making those decisions. Because when others, other lives are up to you. It's your decision whether people live or die. That's a hard thing to live with. You don't want to let down your men. Then, now let's throw it at when Griffith has sex with the princess. He has sex with the princess. Her father immediately locks his ass up and they not only castrate him, they torture him for a fucking year. Now, I don't know if you guys know about prisoners of war. I don't know if you know about people getting kidnapped. I don't know if you get know about people getting abused. But for a guy, pretty much that's like a death sentence. Losing your dick is like suicidal. That's something to commit suicide over. Then he was being tortured for a year. Every day, kept alive just to be beaten, cut, burned, and tortured again. All because he had sensual sex with a woman who wanted to have sensual sex with him. Now, was it a smart move to have sex with a princess? No. 
But at the same time, could that have come with consequences if I mean, she got king mad about it? To herself. Sure. That's what really happened. You know, the king well, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. And so now we have Gus and everybody who saves Griffin. But you got to remember, even though they saved him, he still has all that torture. All that pain and everything he worked for gets taken away. Of course, he's going to want to sell his soul. And of course, when he sells his soul, his actions after he sold his soul, that wasn't him anymore. That's not the same person we saw in the other episodes and other seasons. That That's not the same person. Fento. You know, say, so right. That's a totally different person. So did, when people say Griffin did nothing wrong, I understand why they say that. Do I think he did something wrong? Yeah. Do I see the ideology and I understand what the buildup was? Of course. And you can't blame him for that because it's it, it was the world that was fucked up to him. You know, it led him to that point. You know. Because Gus, let, let's be honest, Gus was a fucking serial killer pretty much. <laughs> but the world molded him in that way. That's what happened. So, I do think he was wrong, but I understand why he was wrong. Okay, that's what's up. As I said, you put an interest in philosophy because you're a real warrior yourself, and you understand. So, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, man. So now, War I just is want hard, to make man. a closing remark. Um, I watched your cosplay uh, on live with the um, other cosplay guy, and mm-hmm. like what meant a lot to me was when you said, "It ain't just about me; it's bringing my people up with me." You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, that's what, you know, I'm also focused on, too. It's like, nah, I'm not trying to make it by myself. I'm trying to bring up the whole squad with me. You know what I'm saying? We squad right, up and take right. over some shit. So right. um, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I just want to let the listeners know my Instagram, GR, the number 8, P-E-D-R-I-N-K, great drink. And one more time for you, Alan, what is your Instagram? At Venture Bros under Venture underscore underscore bros okay holla at your boy you know what i'm saying all right uh good night we out